Hello moms, dads, sisters, brothers, aunts, and uncles who are teachers. Welcome to this episode of Teacher Care Now. I hope that you have taken some time today just to breathe and relax. Now, let's get into our lesson for today. Class is in session. Hello, I'm Sonia Lawson, and welcome to the fourth episode of Teacher Care Now. Earlier today, I visited my older sister. She lives about two hours away, and I don't get to spend much time with her, my brother-in-law, and my twin nieces. So I value the time that I spend with them. At the end of our visit, she told me about a friend of hers who had just completed her first week of teaching. She had been working with students for five days and she was ready to quit. She was already overworked, overwhelmed, undersupported, and stressed out to the point that she was ready to throw in the towel. She felt that she couldn't take it anymore. She felt that she couldn't handle it anymore. And she was ready to walk away just like that. Unfortunately, She's not the only one. There are so many other teachers who feel the same way that she does. I have been teaching for over 18 years. And to be honest with you, I feel this way sometimes myself. Just last month, ABC News released an article titled, Schools Back in Session, But Many Teachers Aren't Returning. It talked about how the country is facing an educational crisis because more teachers are leaving the profession. The article stated that the number of teachers leaving the profession for other fields has grown for each of the past three years. And this is according to data from the U.S. Census Bureau. That doesn't surprise me. I don't think it surprises anyone. In 2015, the American Federation of Teachers, AFT, and the Badass Teachers Association, and that's the name of the association, Badass Teachers Association, BATS, conducted a survey of teachers and school staff on the quality of their work life in response to concerns regarding work stress that educators had reported to BATS. The AFT released their findings in 2017, and the polls revealed that 61% of teachers find work always, are often stressful. This is twice more stressful than workers in the general public. I actually think that number is higher. But more importantly, who in education is working to change this? I will be sharing information from both of these articles throughout this podcast, and I have included both of the article links in the show notes. No teacher should ever feel overworked, overwhelmed, or undersupported to the point that we are stressed out and ready to quit the first week of school. But unfortunately, this happens all of the time. I wish I could say that my sister's friend was the only teacher feeling this way, but she's not. I wish that I could say that this was an isolated situation, but it's not. The AFT study also added that the stressful workload, 
the feeling of having to be, quote unquote, always on, the lack of resources, and the burden of ever-changing expectations take a toll on educators, and the health problems educators face are compound by deficient building conditions, equipment, and staff shortages, and insufficient time to prepare and collaborate with colleagues. Have you ever felt behind before you really got started? Have you ever felt that no matter what you did, you could never keep up with the paperwork? Have you ever felt that you were told what to do and how to do it to the point that you were not treated as a professional? Have you ever been disrespected by a student and you did everything that you could to keep your composure and be professional? Have you ever felt that as soon as you started to get the hang of the curriculum, it changed? Have you ever felt that since you work with students, you just might know what's best for them, but you weren't able to act on it? Have you ever felt that you cared more about a student's academic success than some of their parents do? Have you ever felt that you have been doing all that you knew to do, but you were still expected to do more? As a teacher, we all have felt all of these feelings sometime during our career. And feelings like these stifle our creativity, drive, motivation, and desire to continue on at times. Feelings like these stress us out overwhelm us and make it difficult for us to concentrate and focus on teaching students. If you ever share your displeasure of what you're going through with the wrong person, they may say, well, if you feel that way about teaching, you should just find another job. If they say this, they don't get it. They don't understand. Teaching is actually what we love. We love to inspire, encourage, and motivate the next generation. We love when the light bulb comes on and the look in our students' eyes that affirms that learning has taken place gives us the will to go on. We love to help empower our students with knowledge that can never be taken away. But all of the other things that come along with teaching can hinder those moments. We could do without all the discipline problems, the excessive paperwork and the micromanaging. The absent parents and the helicopter parent can both add extra pressure to our job of teaching their children. Low wages compared to the work that we have to do also can cause extra pressure. The CBS News article stated, teachers are earning almost 2% less than they did in 1999 and 5% less than their 2009 pay. And this is according to the Department of Education. People who have never been a teacher really don't understand the pressure of being a teacher. We make it look easy. We smile and we always stay professional. No matter what the problem is, we show that we care and we try to be accommodating, 
but the pressure can build up until we feel like we just can't take it anymore. Some teachers get to this point later in their careers and some get there earlier. Leaving the profession is an option and I applaud all of the teachers who believe that this is the best decision for them and their families. I also applaud the teachers who decide to stay and continue on, but without the support, those problems that they face will multiply. Teachers don't deserve this and neither do their families or students. These teachers need support and they need it now. So I have four life tips for you for when you are ready to say, I quit. Tip number one, don't make a rash decision. I know several teachers who have just walked away from the profession. None of them regret it, but they all wish that they would have planned better for it. As teachers, we have to plan ahead for our students, but as parents, spouses, or significant others, we have to plan ahead for our families. And if you're single, you have to plan ahead for your livelihood. So don't do anything that you may regret later. I know that this is not the politically correct thing to say. That would be, but what about the children? Anyone who asks you that, ask them, where were you when I needed help and support? Where were you when I was frustrated and overworked? And where were you when this started to affect my family and my health? When teachers get to the point that we are ready to quit, we are in survival mode and we have to save ourselves before we can save anyone else. God forbid, but if something happens to us, the school will have a warm body in the classroom the next day. But if something happens to us, no one can repair our health or family except for us. Again, don't make any rash decisions. Take some time to write down the pros and cons. And if the pros outweigh the cons, focus on tip number two. Tip number two, get a support team. If you are a new teacher, you should be assigned a mentor. I'm going to deal with this just a little bit. But I was very disappointed when I heard that some school districts have taken away mentor pay. Providing a new teacher with a mentor has been one of the most effective tools in retaining them. And some school districts took away this pay and just expect teachers to volunteer to do this extra work for them? You want me to meet with your employee every month, document this time, and you have a list of activities that I must complete with your employee during the time that I need to prepare for my students, but you don't want to compensate me for them anymore. However, I'm helping you save money because one of the best ways to retain new teachers is by providing them with a mentor. The Learning Policy Institute estimates the typical cost to find a replacement for an open teaching role is about $20,000 but you don't think I'm worth about $1,000 a year to save $20,000 per year? Or do you just think because I love children, I'll do it for free? 
This is another example of teachers being taken advantage of. The AFT article also stated that educator stress matters. Safe, welcoming, healthy schools flourish when teachers and school staff are empowered by support and respect on the job. So get a support team. If you have a school-issued mentor, that is great, but don't stop there. These teachers volunteer to be mentors. They may not have the skill set that you need, so be active in the type of teacher you want to be. If you want to strengthen your classroom management, find a teacher who is good with classroom management. If you want to strengthen your work-life balance, find a teacher who is good with his or her work-life balance. It is also a good idea to have a mentor who does not work at the same school that you do. Sometimes it may be hard to talk to teachers that you see every day about your problems. It may also be a good idea to have a mentor who is a retired teacher. One of my mentors is actually a retired principal. She can give me her advice as a former teacher and school leader. Parents are also great to have on your support team. Parents want you to succeed more than anyone. You teach at least one of their children. If you are not okay, their child will not be okay. Just find one or two parents who you can trust to start out with helping you with little things that you need, such as cutting out materials or making copies for you. I do caution you not to share all of your problems with everyone. Unfortunately, everyone is not your friend and do not want you to succeed. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. If they don't want you to succeed, they don't want children to succeed. That's a hard pill to swallow, but I believe that what you put out in this world is going to come back to you. So focus on building your support team and be intentional about who you get help from. There are also some good teacher groups on social media. I encourage you to join the ones that fit you. Sometimes it's easier to talk to complete strangers than people that you know. You may be able to find support there. If you are struggling with something, believe me, you're not the only one. So remember, develop a support team based on the areas you want to improve and be dedicated to trying new things to improve in those areas. Tip number three. Eliminate everything extra that you are doing. Do only what you are required to do. I know that you want to do all of the fun games and activities. I know that you want to reenact the Revolutionary War in your classroom and create a digital fair for parents to see all the cool things their children have been working on. These are the things that I wanted to do. But going above and beyond was causing me to burn out again. I had to recognize it, and you have to recognize it if this is your reality. Some things are going to have to wait until we are physically, mentally, and socially able to take those things on. It doesn't mean that we will never be able to do those fun, cool activities. It just means not right now. And if others don't understand that, if they don't care about our health and wellness, then they're a part of the problem. Tip number four, make sure you have a life outside of work. I wish someone would have shared this with me early on in my career. 
I allowed this job to take over my life. And that was not healthy for me, my family, or my students. This is exactly what the AFT study meant when it talked about the feeling of having to be quote unquote always on and that it takes a toll on teachers. I still struggle with not answering emails and social media messages from my students' parents when I'm not at work. I don't want to have twice as many messages to answer when I get back to work, but I am learning to use the out of the office message and turn off the notification messages when I'm not at work. When I moved into a new apartment, I didn't get internet service for six months. It wasn't that I couldn't afford it. I just knew that once I had internet access, I had access to all of my work files and it would be hard not to complete work tasks at home. No teacher should have to deny herself access to the World Wide Web to force herself to leave work at work. But I did. I developed a life outside of work. And now when I return to work, I am more refreshed and ready to teach students. I actually have a bonus tip for you because I think this really needs to be addressed. If you really want to quit teaching, if you have talked it over with your family and it is the best thing for you and them, hold your head up high and do what is best for you and your family. Many teachers wish that they could quit. They actually feel empowered by the teachers who do. Know that you are making the best decision for you and your family and stand by your decision. I remember wanting to quit very early in my career, but I didn't think I could do anything else. I thought that I was stuck, so I stayed, and it caused a great deal of depression in my life. Now I know that I have a choice. There are so many other things that teachers can do. The skills that we have developed because we are teachers make us a valuable asset in many other fields. Think about it. Teachers are great at multitasking. We can teach a lesson, watch little Johnny, and assist in a class emergency all at the same time. We can work with a small group, stop two students from playing in the back of the classroom with a firm stare, and answer a call from the office all at the same time. Teachers are great at being team players, masking our true feelings, and getting the job done anyway. We study the curriculum and are prepared to present the information for the lesson the next day as if we actually believed in what we are teaching. <laughs> I admit it, I teach some things that I question the relevance of, but you would never know it from my delivery because when I stand in front of my students, I present the information as if it is the best information ever. Teachers are dedicated, hardworking, good communicators, self-motivated, and leaders. These are qualities that every company wants in their employees. There is actually a former teacher who has a podcast and she sends out a list of job openings that are not in the classroom, 
but the skill sets are perfect for teachers. I plan to have her on the podcast one day, but she provides an amazing resource for teachers ready to leave the classroom. I will add her information in the show notes, but please give me a little bit of time. I have to get ready to return to work tomorrow. Teachers, I don't ever want you to feel stuck. This is a new day. We are not like our parents. People are no longer staying at their jobs for 30 and 40 years like they used to. And you don't have to either. There is no such thing as job security. And in education, we are the best. In most districts, people are not knocking down the doors to become teachers. The teacher education programs in colleges are dwindling. According to the Learning Policy Institute, fewer college students are studying education. Enrollment dropped by 35% between 2009 and 2014. It would be best for the educational system to invest in the teachers that they have. But if they don't, please do not risk your health, wellness, or family in the process. It's not worth it. I teach because this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. When it is time for me to leave, it will be because it is what is best for me and my family. Until then, I'm going to do the very best that I can to teach students without risking my health, wellness, or my family. I teach because this is exactly what I am supposed to be doing right now. When it is time for me to leave, it will be because it is what is best for me and my family. Until then, I'm going to do the absolute best that I can to teach students without risking my health, wellness, or my family. I have to remind myself of this sometimes. I'm no different from you. I'm passionate just like you. I choose not to put my health, wellness, or family on the line because of my job again. We can all learn to reprioritize our lives and still be the best teachers we can be. But it all starts with teacher care now. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Teacher Care Now. I look forward to you tuning into the next episode. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please leave a review and share this with your teacher friends. That is the best way to improve the ratings so that other teachers can find this podcast and get the support they need. You can also share your story and topics that are important to teachers but are not discussed enough in education at tcarenow123 at gmail.com. We matter. And remember, at least once a day, take the time to breathe. For now, class is out, but it is always time for teacher care now. A special thanks to Jim Butler of Deep Energy Podcast. You hear Jim's music in our introduction and our closure. I enjoy his soft, relaxing music, and I'm sure you will too. So check out his podcast on iTunes and his website, jimbutlermusic.com.